Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com. We're in day 39 today as we do moments in Proverbs, walking our way through every chapter of the book of Proverbs, verse by verse. We are in Proverbs 8, verses 22 to 31. And today we're going to be talking about King Solomon and how he takes us back to the beginning of creation to point out how wisdom was in God as he created the heavens and the earth. As we know, wisdom has been expressing herself over and over and over again to people everywhere, seeking to have them yearn to seek after her. King Solomon, as the wisest king in the world, at least at that time, operated under the wisdom of God, speaking out his proverbs of wisdom to foreign kings who did not even believe in God. As such, he was using wisdom on how he presented his proverbs to where even unbelievers would seek after what he had spoken. Isn't this how we as Christians should speak to a dying world with God's nuggets of truth, with the purpose of drawing them to want more until they choose for themselves a life filled with Christ and all that he has for them? Well, for our next section, wisdom is taking us way back to the beginning of creation. And in that, we're going to need to parallel these few verses with the first chapter of Genesis. King Solomon, in these Proverbs, he's writing to his own people, the Jews. But I can't help but think that King Solomon also expressed himself to foreign kings and leaders who worship pagan gods about the beginning of time because they were continuously coming to him for wisdom and this explanation of the be um, of the beginnings really was very appropriate appropriate for him to teach on God's truth so let's begin by reading proverbs 8 starting at verse 22 The Lord possesses me, or possessed me, at the beginning of his way before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. So speaking forth his Proverbs, King Solomon brought out the wisdom of the Almighty God, claiming that he was the one who not only possessed the greatest of wisdom, but God himself is wisdom. This Almighty God is King Solomon's God who gave him his wisdom that even foreign leaders who followed pagan gods were seeking after. And in this section, Solomon now speaks of the beginnings of beginnings in that his God Almighty created the heavens and the earth, the very earth that these foreign leaders lived on. So let's look at Proverbs 8, 24. 
where there is no depths, I was brought forth when there was no fountain abounding with water. So what's he saying here? Well, let's go back to the very beginning and let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, meaning masses of water. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So what we see here is wisdom was in the beginning before God even created the heavens and the earth. This is because God is wisdom, and from him comes wisdom. But as we look um, back here on verse 24 of chapter 8, there, uh, there's no depth nor fountain abroad uh, with waters. Or, or let me rephrase that. What we see here in uh, verse 24 where it says, where there are no depths, I was brought forth, when there were no fountains abounding with water. We see here that no depth or founding abounding with water really is speaking of Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, where Moses, under God's wisdom, uh, wrote that the earth was without form and void and darkness covered over the mass of the waters before it was formed formed into the earth. God's Spirit was there hovering over the waters while God's wisdom was busily at work. So that takes us then to Genesis 1-7. Thus God made the firmament dividing the waters that we just talked about, dividing the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. So, God made the firmament, looking that up in the Strong's Concordance, so I can go right back to the original language and what was the plain truth of the original language. It comes from Strong's number H7549, which is speaking of a visible, or of a visible arc in the sky, a visible arc in the sky to divide the waters, holding it in place. Some waters above the firmament or arc in the sky, and some waters below the firmament with space in between. God spoke it; it came to pass. Back to Proverbs eight twenty five. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth or fields or the primal dust of the world. But when he created the heavens, I, meaning wisdom, was there, and he drew a circle on the face of the deep. Verse 9 in Genesis first chapter, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place, and let, uh, let the dry land appear, and it was so. All right. 
Okay, kind of lost my place here. Let me go back here. I'm going to go back to Proverbs 8.25, where it says, Before the mountains were settled, before the hills I brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I, meaning wisdom, was there when he drew a circle on the face of the deep. So then, that brings us to Genesis 1.9. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God said, It was good. So seeing this parallel now between Proverbs 8 and Genesis chapter 1, we see here that the mass of water was now divided into two sections of water. And then God, with his spoken word, placed this firmament or ark in the sky in between these two masses of water. Then in the midst of the lower section of the water mass, God, God carved out a circle in the midst of the waters below this firmament, this ark in the sky. And he spoke, and suddenly dry land appeared like a circle in the center. And this dry land he called earth, and the waters he called seas, and God said, it is good. But God was far from being done. Takes us to Proverbs 8:28. When he established the clouds above, when he straightened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limits, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the fountains of the earth, and that was verse 29. So just like a skilled architect, um, an architecture, God, through his wisdom, then established clouds above the earth under this firmament to give moisture to the earth and then gave strength to the fountain of the earth down deep in the midst of the water under the firmament. And as such, God set the boundaries of the sea and the land and commanded them to stay in place. And he also raised up mountains and hills upon the land, as we see in verse, uh, we look back on verse 25. Okay, okay, so then, then the earth, the earth contained dirt and rocks and solid pieces of land in the midst of the waters. So, back to Proverbs 8.30. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, wisdom talking, and I was daily his delight rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. So wisdom is saying here, I was with God being the master craftsman operating through him. Each day of his six days of creation 
Wisdom went before God, always rejoicing in how the heavens and the earth were created. And each day, something new was created. The sun, moon, and the stars, grass and flowers, and animals and fish uh, in the water. Then on day number six, God created mankind. His creation of heaven and earth was created. So then now on day seven, God sat back and he was very pleased saying, this was very, very good. So we see here that the same wisdom that was operating in King Solomon by what he wrote and spoke also supported what Moses wrote concerning the, the beginnings of creation. And God was continually expressing himself to mankind as Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth and over all of mankind. And this too should be of importance to us Christians, as well as we honor God and him being our creator and how his wisdom far outweighs anything that man could ever create. Okay, let's read our last verses, verses 32 through 36. Now therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. So, wisdom came from God Almighty, for God is wisdom. So then, Let's listen to what King Solomon had to say about God and his wisdom. For when we do, keeping his ways, we will be blessed. Look, look for wisdom everywhere you go. Because where you find life, you're going to find God's wisdom. But where you find sin, wisdom wisdom has vanished. And for those who do not seek to, uh, purpose to seek wisdom, what they do is they damn their own souls because they are seeking after death and not life. So then what I say is, let's all seek after God's wisdom. So there we have it. It was a longer lesson today, but one well worth listening to. So, this is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com. Will you join me tomorrow as we continue on? And we will go into chapter 9 tomorrow of Proverbs. Okay? God bless you. Bye-bye.